morning. This is uh, Mike. Welcome back to Driving Theology. Uh, it is, I believe, June 13th, 2018. It is a partly cloudy Wednesday morning here in uh, the land of the rising sun, Japan. I'm on my way to work as usual. And... <clears throat> talk to you guys about something hopefully that might be somewhat interesting or important or significant or at least uh, thought-provoking. Uh, a lot of things are happening uh, this week. Um, as we speak, I believe the, uh, is it the G6 summit is uh, going on in Singapore. And of course, this is a historical event because uh, leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-un, is there, and he is having a separate summit with uh, Donald Trump. Um, uh, And we're still waiting for the results of that to come out, or at least I haven't heard the results yet. a lot of people are, are hoping uh, that somehow uh, North Korea will be opened up somewhat and, and uh, some of the stuff that's been going on there will, will get better, especially for the people of North Korea who have been, uh, by all accounts, uh, very repressed and starving all of these years. human needs met Um, and I I do hope that happens I'm not as you know I'm not a big uh, fan of Trump by any stretch of the imagination Um, um, so yeah that's kind of what's going on now uh, in the world Uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how things turn out I really have no idea. I fall into that, you know, somewhat skeptical of anything Trump does, can. Um, but at the same time, uh, if 
turns out to be a you know a step in the right direction, uh, if not a, a solution uh, that I think we all need to acknowledge uh, and you know give credit where credit is due. Um, now that you know giving credit where credit is due, what happens more often than not is people find a way to justify. Uh, placing the credit other places. And I'm not saying that's not sometimes true. Um, uh, I think uh, Ronald Reagan understands that as much as anything, where uh, Jimmy Carter, all the time he's losing the election in, in 19, uh, I want to say 79 and 80, uh, he continues to work on the Iran crisis and brokers a deal uh, even as he's lost the presidency. And then Ronald Reagan uh, takes over um, and basically is able to claim victory, even though Carter did everything. Um, it's not unheard of. This happens, right? This kind of thing happens often. So that's going on uh, in Singapore as we speak, uh, and the, I don't know if it's a byproduct or if it's a separate separate storyline altogether, but at the same time there's a lot of press getting out that Trump is alienating America's tr traditional allies while seeming to saddle up uh, with um, America's traditional enemies uh, and I don't know how much of that is true or you know how that'll come out it it all comes out in the end right um, time will tell what's going on with that uh, I've only seen headlines I really haven't read the story so I'm not gonna comment too much on that um, but I will say this um, so often we're more concerned with what things look like than what things are, okay? Um, we're more concerned about how things are perceived than what's true, right? In other words, perceptions in this reality, uh, in this version of reality, perceptions become more real than what's really going on. Uh, maybe because they're the repercussions, the repercussions uh, for what's going on are greater, perhaps, uh, and can be very real. The repercussions of, of faulty perception can be very real, uh, which is true enough. Um, but usually it has to do with um, reputations, right? Um, when somebody's reputation 
is at jeopardy because of uh, the way something looks. Not the way it is, mind you, but the way something looks. Uh, and the kind of leader that is not concerned about that, but only concerned about the truth, and who has confidence that truth will eventually come out, those kinds of leaders are very rare. Um, and I don't think they'd ever be advised, even, you know, the people that are giving them advice. Uh, I think even today, just in the way that our modern world seems to be seems to be constructed with social media, and, uh, the entire populace armed with cameras and everything else, I, I think um, the wisdom of the day even borders on uh, siding with perception with with peripheral or, or uh, what do you call it, skin deep um, philosophies of, of what's going on that, that those uh, uh, I can't find the word uh, it's the opposite of deep Shallow, I guess, is one, but I'm not thinking of that. But you know that shallowness is is every bit as important as deepness because shallowness is what is seen first. You know what's what's on the outside is what's perceived first. In other words, first impressions and all of this stuff. Um, but there doesn't seem to be many people, at least in power, who are who are championing the cause of of right is right regardless of perception. Uh, who are willing to take a hit, uh, a temporary hit, uh, on their, um, a, a temporary hit, uh, on their reputation, uh, in order to do what's right, to do the good thing, right, regardless of what it looks like on the outside. Um, and so... You know, a lot of the stuff we get in the news, in fact, I would say 90% of, of the news we get today is, is perception. It's what stuff looks like. And with partisan or biased news sources such as Fox and CNN, uh, what they look for is the, the deepness in their own, in the, in the people they like, but jump on the perceptions of the people they don't like and that's that's kind of human nature right I mean we <clears throat> down down deep I'd say that if you, if you were to take this to a microcosm of human relationships uh, and basically what happens is you become the person you like you're the person you support in other words right uh, and anybody else uh, is is a uh, you know um, is an unknown, and so you jump at the perceptions of, of other people while uh, you know kind of purposely not trying to see their deeper aspects, um, while uh, excusing yourself because you know yourself deep, right? If that makes any sense. Yeah, I'm not saying this very well. Uh, so, in other words, what's going on with Trump? Because Trump is on, you know, on, uh, I don't agree 
I'm not I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not somebody who would have ever put Trump in office, uh, and I'm very skeptical of him and his supporters. Therefore, uh, what I judge Trump by is perceptions of what he's doing, uh, whereas other people who know him very well can judge him a little bit deeper. They know him to be a deeper person, and so they have a better vantage point from which to view him than I do. They're, they're much closer, right? Um, so, you know, the perceptions, you know, what things look like, uh, it's hard for us to, to sacrifice our own reputations in order to wait for the truth to come out. The truth does come out. I believe that. The truth always comes out eventually. Um, uh, or it will come out at all at one time at some point. Uh, I hold out that possibility as well. But we have to put ourselves on the chopping block, so to speak, because our perceptions uh, are what people see and what people judge by. And this is what happened with Jesus, right? So, deep down, if you're a Christian and you've and you've put your trust and your hope and your faith in Jesus, then you you see him in a very deep way. You see what he was doing uh, from the perspective of say two thousand years uh, and a a ton of of history uh, and traditions. Uh, that have gone on from that time till now. Um, but at the time, Jesus was perceived by some people very differently, right? He was perceived as a rebel, as a radical, as a troublemaker, uh, as, I, I bet he was perceived even as a hater by some people who thought the reasons who ascribed uh, evil motives to to his actions. Um, uh, and so, Jesus knew, I'm sure he knew that their perceptions were wrong. Um, but he didn't try to defend himself, right? He didn't, he didn't offer a defense when he was on trial. Um, he stuck with the truth no matter what it looked like, right? So, for example, the, 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 the council uh, of the Sanhedrin had no idea that they were, they were looking God in the eye. They had no idea that God had come to earth and it had taken on human form and was standing in their midst and could have could have saved himself and destroyed all of them they they did not know who he was right all they saw were their faulty perceptions uh, and uh, from their corrupt minds ascribed uh, malice uh, or evil motives to him and so uh, you know, they had no idea that was God. 
right? And so being unable or, or refusing to see him in any kind of deeper way, but trusting their ulterior motives, they sent him to his death, right? Uh, because they believed that he hated them and their ways and was there to, to destroy their way of life. Uh, which also had with it their, their um, place of honor at, at the heads of many tables and, and uh, in, the, in the community at large. Uh, they, were, they had the power, and so those in power obviously were threatened um, by Jesus. However, had they no, had known, had they had known that he was God, I'm sure they would have you know, sung a different tune. It would have been all different. Um, but that would have been um, not as good than what eventually came out of Jesus' sacrifice. Um, but I think our problem is, the, the problem of most people, is that we can't admit to ourselves that our perceptions are wrong. We believe that what we feel about ourselves, by excusing ourselves from all kinds of wrongdoing, we feel that how we feel about ourselves is justified. But we also feel that our assumptions of other people are justified as well, right? Uh, whether good or, or whether bad, um, we don't admit that our perceptions can be wrong, right? Um, knowledge is everything. So if we have a reasonable, uh, a reasonable reason, sounds unreasonable. Uh, if we have a reason to to think something about something, well, we just kind of jump on it, just assume that that's true, uh, without ever giving a thought to you know I, I could be very wrong about this. I could be wrong about this person. Trump, I, I don't have any evidence that my perceptions of him are wrong, other than my perceptions about people have all often been wrong, <laughs> right? Our perceptions about people, our, our uh, presuppositions about things uh, based on a shallow reading of the information that we have is often wrong. You know, we're often wrong about people. And so with that in mind, no matter who we look at, we no matter what our opinion of them is, in a given moment, we should always follow that up with, but I've been wrong before, and I could be wrong about him. And that, that simple, you know, adding that simple tail, uh, sorry, tag, uh, or coda, or whatever you
you want to call it, to every judgmental thought you have, uh, I think would be a good step toward being less judgmental. Um, wow, that person's a bad person. But I've been wrong about this before. I've been wrong about people before. Uh, and so I could be wrong. That's what it looks like to me right now, but I could be wrong. And I think that just that thought or that habit, uh, if we could put into our lives, would be uh, very beneficial for everybody. Uh, and right now, public enemy number one, at least for a lot of people, is Donald Trump. And so he's the he's the one person that perhaps we should we should be placing that uh, or practicing that with. He'd be the easiest one to practice that with.
pretty good book. Um, he's going into the idea of if we want to follow Jesus, uh, spending time in the disciplines that he spent time doing and following uh, would be a a step toward in the right direction of following Jesus. And so he's going through uh, some of the disciplines such as fasting and prayer and, and solitude, things that Jesus um, followed. And I think service would be another one. And, um, but the interesting thing is yesterday he was exploring uh, the image of God in man and what that entails and how how we see that come forth today. And the image of God in us kind of goes hand in hand with the vocation that God created us for, and that was uh, um, populating and subduing the earth, right? And Willer brought up a really interesting point. He said, it is far more impressive uh, or let's, let me put it this way. It's far less impressive to subdue animals in the animal kingdom by putting a bullet in their head than it is by taking the time to learn to communicate with them, right? So he says, you know, anybody can shoot a cobra. Anybody can kill a snake. But not everybody uh, takes the time to learn to charm a cobra. Uh, and so he says that God the creator of the universe uh, and of course Jesus rule by the word in other words they rule by words not force they speak and they uh, try to influence and convince um, they speak truth and they try to shape the world that they've created by their words right by word um, which goes back to how God created the world by his words, right? He said, uh, oh, sorry, lady, I should let you go. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, in the beginning, God said, let there be light. And it was, right? So God creates through word and he rules the, the, the universe through words. Okay. And he says that that is, that is the way man being in God's image was created to exist as well, which is why we have the gift, I suppose, of language, right? We, we have uh, language uh, and a, an immense vocabulary of, of tens of thousands of words with which to use to convince people uh, of ideas or to do all kinds of things, right? Uh, but even, you know, we talk about rule of law. Rule of law is basically a rule of word. But the difference between the rule of law and the rule of word would be that there is a, a punishment on the other end. In other words, if the word fails, there's always force. If you will not follow what you're told, then you will be forced to do something, right? And so that's, that's, you know, punishment, whether it's uh, being physically imprisoned or, or, or locked up, if you will. Um, 
death penalty is obviously the uh, the end of that. Um, but this idea that that man was created to rule by word because he's made in the image of God and that's how God rules, I thought was a brilliant way to, to say that and to make that point. Um, I I am a believer in nonviolence. Uh, I don't I don't believe in 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 making people do what you want them to by force. Um, so you know in that context, uh, in that context, uh, this makes a lot of sense to me. You know the words were meant to be the way that we communicated and and subdue the earth, uh, not force. But we've we've gone to force, right? This is why we have wars and riots. Uh, some people believe that some things can only be solved by force. Uh, that's like a that's like a virtue, right? Uh, with some people, and so. Yeah, this I I really liked this this concept that Willard uh, kind of put in a new light for me. Um, I thought it was really interesting, and he says you see it all throughout the world when when people take the time. I suppose when people take the time to learn a foreign language would be one instance, but also when people take the time to learn to communicate with animals, right? To subdue animals by by words. Um, now, of course, that sometimes goes to force, um, but to communicate with with animals and to learn how to communicate with them is, uh, in Willard's view, I think, evidence that the image of God dwells in us. You know, we have that um, we have that ability. Uh, and that's very interesting to me. Um, yeah, so. beginning was the Word, the Word was God, the Word was with God, nothing was, nothing that has been made was made except through Him, right, through the Word, that's not how, that's not an exact translation, I always get that wrong, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Um, Yeah, so that adds a whole, to me, a whole dimension on the idea of logos, right? The idea, the Greek word for word, logos. Um, and just how uh, that was meant to, um, as, as a gift that was given to man, uh, the gift of language, the gift of words. The ability to affect our environment by the words we use and choose. Uh, yeah, and so I'm going to leave it there. I'm about to get to where I need to be, and uh, you guys have a great day. Bye-bye.